0: Your training can't suck. We could talk about all the ways in the world that you can build a business and open your gym and get more clients, but at the end of the day, the training session is the critical event that has to be good. And I'm gonna teach you a three-phase process to running the perfect session. It's important to note, caveat here, I'm not gonna talk training talk. If you're at the point where you wanna open your own gym, there's a really good chance that you've got your own training system that you're passionate about and you believe in. Do whatever you're gonna do in terms of the nuts and bolts of training those clients. None of that is gonna be talked about in this episode. We can talk about that another time. Now, if you wanna learn how we do training at Engage Personal Training, that's helped us grow from our $1.5 million location to five additional locations in a single year because the training doesn't suck. If you wanna talk about that, with us, you can reach out to me at Devin at gage happy to answer and share the programming tips that we do. But the first thing you got to do is hit subscribe because if you don't hit subscribe, you will not get future episodes coming out about how to grow and scale your fitness business and open your first gym. How do you structure the perfect session? Rolling out any type of training platform, any size session, it comes down to three phases. First phase is what we call the engage phase. Now, there's a reason that we called my fitness company Engage Personal Training. And it's not just because my last name is Gage and it fits in there really nicely. The truth is the word Engage is defined as to establish a meaningful connection to and the engage phase of the session is where you interrupt the pattern of your client and snap them into an intentional training mindset. And if you've never heard the word pattern interrupt, I'll give you a brief overview. Everywhere we go, we are running mental patterns through our brain. They are thought loops that trigger different feelings and emotions and states in our mind. When we're driving to work, we're in a very specific state of mind when we are at work versus at the gym. All of these are different states that have developed different patterns. And when we change from one level of thinking or one state to another, there is what's called attention residue. And it typically takes about 15 minutes to go from one fully immersed task or state of mind all the way to another. So the example of that is stressed out mom or dad, which a lot of my clients are, you know, get their kids off to school. Their phone is buzzing with work drama and they're on the way to the gym with all these other things on their mind. That is a state that they are in when they pull up to the gym. And when they walk in, it takes about 15 minutes to go from stressed out mom work mode to intentional focus workout mode unless institute the pattern interrupt and the pattern interrupt is the key component of the engage phase of the session pattern interrupt is any way that you can go outside of normal behavior to snap them out of their former state and get their attention into a new state the pattern interrupt is an nlp tactic it's also used in the world of hypnotherapy to get people to snap in a moment's notice into a brand new state of mind so that you can rewire their level of thinking. How do you use pattern interrupts? So pattern interrupts show up in a million different ways. Pattern interrupts can be done in language that you use, the way that you approach somebody and the questions that you ask them, which I'll talk about. They can be used in the music that you're playing in the session. They can be used in a way that you interact, whether you touch somebody, or approach them in a a really novel or unique way. It's anything that's going to snap their attention from busy work mode into, oh, wow, I'm in the gym. Let's get to work. So let's talk about language pattern interrupts. There's a lot of different ways that you can use your language to interrupt people's patterns. So the first way that you can use your language to interrupt a person's pattern is through novel language. So the greeting that you use, maybe it's a different word. I've talked in other episodes about the OkCupid study where they say the word howdy, it gets more open rates than any other greeting across the platform because of its novelty. So is there a way that you can greet somebody that is outside of the norm and your normal interaction that sparks attention? The next is humor. How can you tell a joke or be engaging with somebody and snap them into more focused attention when they walk through the door? And the last one could be what we call empowered questioning. Most people are used to the like boring, typical question asking like, how was your day? Or how are you doing today? Are you ready to work out? None of that sparks attention or grabs people out of their former state and moves them into a new state. So if you can change your question asking to be something that's more empowered and more engaging, it's gonna help interrupt that pattern and cut the attention from the former state to the new state. Think of a question like, hey, do you feel as ready to train today as you look? You're gonna move their brain into, oh shit, maybe I am ready to train today, let's go. Or you could say, hey, what would make this the best workout of your life? And they're gonna say, well, I would love to, I guess, hit a PR. Like, all right, if we do that, are you gonna be fired up? Awesome. Let's go do it. There's ways that you can do it that are authentic to you. But what you want to do in this moment is you want to prime their mind and prime their thinking towards I am intentionally ready to work out. Right. And the only way to do that is by being novel, by going outside of the normal, boring, casual conversation that you typically have bringing something new to the table. So there's another way that you can use pattern interrupts, and that has to do with the overall environment. So I'll give you two examples. The first one is just the layout of the session. One of the things Costco does, and it makes them incredibly engaging to shop at, Costco is one of my favorite stores, is they will very, very often change the layout of the store. And Costco headquarters calls it like, makes it more of a treasure hunt every single time they go. Now, you can't change the layout of your gym or the training session all the time, but if somebody expects to come in and grab a foam roller off the wall and they go through this typical pattern that they've done a million times, and you say, hey, no formal today. day. We're going to go on the back wall and we're going to start here, right? It's a way to interrupt a pattern, spark their attention, and get them into a mindset that's faster than if they just followed the old pattern. So that's a way that you can manipulate the flow of the session and interrupt the typical pattern in a way that's going to spark their attention. Next, I want to bring your attention to literally any addicting software or service or platform that you use. Think about when you used to log into AOL or when you log into Netflix or my two year old daughter, when she watches Cocamelon. you're going to find that any of these platforms always use a distinct and memorable jingle or tone. So you log into Netflix and it's that gong, You turn on Cocomelon and it's whatever that noise is. And my two year old runs screaming into the room because she hears her favorite song. It's a way to interrupt whatever state of mind they're in and says, holy shit, this platform is getting turned on. I'm I'm ready to go. So this is what's called creating an anchor. And if there's a way that you can create an anchor at the beginning of the session, that is automatically going to snap people out of their current state and into the new state. And the more often you repeat that anchor, the more effective it's going to be and the more instantaneous it's going to be. So start to think of ways that you can anchor the beginning of your training session to maybe a tone, a song that you play, a way that you kickstart the sessions, maybe an announcement that you make. All of these are ways that you can anchor. You're done. your busy mom life. You're here to train. And not only are you going to snap into this mindset, but you're going to train really hard and you're going to get more out of the session. So that is the engage stage to establish a meaningful connection to the training session in itself. Now we're into the bulk of the training session, just the training stage. Again, you're going to use whatever specifics of training modalities and approaches that you're going to take based on your target market and all those things. Again, if you want to talk training stuff, you can email me anytime. I'll give you the whole playbook that we use at Engage Personal Training to scale incredibly fast. Here's what you need to know about running the perfect training session is you have to understand the skill level, the goal, and the phase of every individual in that given moment. What I mean by that is you're gonna adjust and be agile in your delivery and coaching of every individual based on their background skill level. Are they beginner, intermediate, and advanced? whatever their goal is, is it fat loss? Is it strength? Is it general health? And what phase of their program? For example, we use programming on four week cycles. Is it week one where they need an intense amount of instruction or is it week four where they're testing out and seeing the gains that they made? All of these three factors are going to teach you how to deliver the specific coaching cues and the language that you're going to use. The secret to delivering the perfect training session in this phase is to tell them what they need to hear while giving them what they need. What I mean by that is if there is a client that is a beginner that wants fat loss and they're in weeks one or two where they're brand new to the program, all of your language should be about, Hey, we're learning how to torch fat. And as we progress, you know, you're going to get better. You're delivering the language that they need to associate the work that they're doing, The result that they want. Now, this can be applied across any workout. For example, at you know some of our locations, the workout is the same across the board, but the way that I approach clients is going to be different. If we're doing a strength-based workout, but I know the client is a fat loss client and they want to lose fat, I'm going to talk about, hey, you feel that muscle burning? You are torching calories as you go through that. Can you feel how much how many calories you're burning throughout that workout? right? Or how much you're sweating. That's all those calories and fat being burned off your body, right? That sounds a little cheesy, but you can find a way to like do it authentically to you. Now, if you are going through that same exact workout and you have a muscle building client, you're going to coach them on the muscle being built. Hey, you feel that burn? You are tearing down muscle fibers and we're going to rebuild that stronger than ever. Same workout, different goal, different language so that they both feel like they're getting exactly what they need, from that one workout. So it's being agile in your approach in the language that they're hearing from you and associating the benefit to what they want to get out of it. And I don't know if you're listening to this and you have some unique approach, but I know for a fact in my business that strength training is the key to losing fat and building functional strength. But if you're a beginner to training, you might think that strength training is only for bodybuilders and meatheads that want to build mass amounts of muscle. So if I go into it saying, hey, you feel that muscle being built or you feel how hard that weightlifting session is, reality in their minds is this isn't for me because they don't know any better and it's your job to tell them what they need to hear while giving them what they need. And for some people, if they're a beginner, a specific goal in a specific phase of their training, they need to be told that this is fat loss. The thing you feel is burning calories, not building muscle. That is how you make the most of that training approach and how to understand agility in the delivery of your coaching cues and the language that you're using so that you get the best results from your clients and that you're priming their mindset to know that this place is effective. Now, the third stage of training is going to be the disengage stage. So similar to how you interrupt their pattern when they walk through the door, get them into the stage of training and mindset. This is going to be a little more technical, but you also want to understand the fact That people, when they train, fall into a sympathetic state. What that means is their body goes into a fight or flight state because they are in training mode and they're going to be more acutely aware of their surroundings and their heart rate is going to be elevated. Your job is to switch them from that sympathetic go, go, go training state, elevated heart rate, hard work, and like survival, essentially, to parasympathetic which is rest and recover and digest. Because if you can't switch people out of the sympathetic state and they get in their cars and they go home back to that stressful mom, dad, work life, they're still going to be stuck in that sympathetic state and the recovery is going to suffer. And they're never going to feel like they get the full result of the training session. The best thing you can do, not only from a training standpoint and a recovery standpoint, but also from a psychological and feeling of accomplishment standpoint is to carve out a tiny piece of the ending of that session to congratulate and reward and have a meaningful moment with them, help them see the work that they did, help them take some deep breaths, help them fall and switch their minds into more of a parasympathetic state that calms their nervous system and leaves them feeling that floating on air feeling that we love after a workout that can only happen. If we switch out of fight or flight. So ending every single session, you want to bring the energy down, maybe change the music. You want to have one-on-one or group conversations about how hard they worked and how they're in the 1% of the world by completing that workout. You want to have physical touch where you high five, fist bump, whatever appropriate level of touching you're going to do with your clients. All of that is going to serve as a mechanism to change their state, and allow them to go into rest and recovery mode and anchor all of those good vibes, let the endorphins flow, and go home feeling like they had the best workout of their entire lives. No matter what type of training that you do, no matter what modality or approach that you wanna take or what clients that you work with, if you can follow those three stages of training, You will run the perfect training session that people become addicted to and never want to stop coming back. You engage them when they walk in the door, snap them out of busy mom, dad, work chaos and into training mindset. You're agile in your delivery and you're changing the approach and the language that you use based on their goal, ability level and phase of their training. And you're able to disengage them afterwards and let them go home with a a rush of endorphins and feeling that they can rest and recover and come back the next day.